Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Hey, stay standing for me. I just never get tired of worshiping Jesus. Can we just give Jesus one more big praise before we sit down? Can we do that? Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. King of kings, Lord of lords, Prince of peace. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God. We love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Amen. You you can sit now if you want to. Oh, I, we'll see what happens tonight. I'm a little bit undone. That's a good place to be, amen? Wow, thank you, Jesus. Got a bunch of friends in town um, uh, tonight, friends from uh, School of Ministry days, and just, uh, so they just happened to converge tonight, and, and uh, wow, I'm kind of blasted. <clears throat> you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens when you get together with your old school buddies, you know. <laughs> they didn't get it. Anyway, <clears throat> we've been doing drinking, but it's, <clears throat> it's the good kind of drinking. And uh, wow, <clears throat> I am, uh, thank you, Jesus, just all, not quite all there. <laughs> I, pray, I prayed, for, prayed for one of my friends and, and uh the, the prayer that came out was, God, clear his schedule. <laughs> that makes me really excited and kind of nervous all at the same time. Like, what's going to happen with that? Anybody, anybody just crazy enough to ask God to hit you in a way that he needs to clear his schedule? Only four people on this side. <laughs> Anybody on this side just want God to hit you in a way that he's got to clear your schedule? <clears throat> well, I want that. I want that all over again. God, I'm just not going to let go of that. So you can just get on board with this. Like, What if God just knocks you out for a week? <laughs> Come on. <clears throat> oh, how many people love Heidi Baker? Just <clears throat> How many people don't know who Heidi Baker is? Anyone? Most, uh, most of you know. Do you know God, God incapacitated Heidi for a week? Completely non-functional for an entire week. She went to Toronto one person and came out the other side a different person. And uh, this has got nothing to do with where I'm planning on going tonight, but it's just, it's just good <laughs> that, that she, her, you know, it's her story. You're telling her story, but 
before she went to Toronto, this particular time, obviously she's been there many, many times, but, but early on she was already uh, serving in Africa, already a missionary, but her own story is that they had four churches and two were on life support. And, uh, but she goes on this trip to Toronto, is just crying out to God for a fresh touch, for a fresh encounter. And Toronto was in the height of it, you know, uh, it's revival and renewal, God showing up, and God smacks Heidi, incapacitates her, puts her on her head, whacks her, her feet are going up in the air like a handstand, <laughs> upside down. <laughs> <laughs> God told her to wear pants to service, and she didn't know why until she's doing a handstand. And, like, literally put her on her head and hits her so hard that she can't function for seven days. They have to carry her in and out of the meetings. They have to carry her and put her in bed. They have to, they have to spoon feed her, incapacitated, for seven days. And after that, she goes back to Africa. God says, gather 12 faithful. She gathers 12 faithful men. God says, lay hands on them, lay his hands on them. They go out. But the ripple effect is they go from four churches, two on life support, to 10, 15, 20,000 churches. Thank you for that golf clap. I will be sure to pass that on. No. 20,000 churches. Whatever the number is, the last time I heard her tell that story, which was 10 years ago, it was 10,000 churches. So I'm just multiplying. It's, it's got to be in that area. And they've seen, they've seen hundreds of people raised from the dead. From these 12 men, from Heidi's 12, and out and out and out and beyond. Thank you, Jesus. God, clear my schedule. <laughs> I'm just going to wait till you get on board with this. Like. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Clear our schedule, God. Thank you, Father. Clear our schedule, God. Clear our schedule, God. Thank you, Father. Oh, the, early, the early days of re renewal in Bethel, I used to love it when Pastor Bill, Bethel and Reading, when Pastor Bill would say, the only reason you wear your watch to church is to see if the date changes. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> wow, I, uh, thank you, Jesus. I'm standing next to my friend, well, I don't know, we, we ended up in a pile for one moment there during worship. <clears throat> but my other friend during worship, he just looked at me, he said, the wave that's coming can't be ridden.
Whoa, Father. If you want God, declare your schedule. Just stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Whoa! I saw, I saw it hit. I saw it hit you. Don't worry, he'll take care of the tech school. follow the crowd thing but if you mean if you mean it like burning burning mean it I want you to step out in the aisle thank you father Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Wow. Go get him. Pick an aisle. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, these guys that are coming to pray for you right now, I've spent hours and hours and hours in encounters on the floor, on missions trips, watching blind eyes open, deaf ears, not even, not even on missions trips, just at, down at the Denny's and the bus stops, just, just anywhere. Yeah. Chad, if, you can, if you're available. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. I see him. I don't know how this is going to work, and I don't care. Whoa. If and whenever Chad is available, he's going to go. Hey, can I get some catchers just to go with, with these guys? Elizabeth, you be released to, um, yeah, well, yeah, Seth, if you, yeah, Seth, if we can get some catchers to go with these guys. <coughs> Now listen, there's a bunch of revivalists in this room, but, but there's just something, God's releasing something. There's this thing about digging wells, there's just, we, there's a synergy that happens to be on this group, and God's going to give you your group, uh, but there's a synergy, but they're carrying something for real, real, 
real revival. Not, not just happy church. We played an extra song. We clapped our hands. Real revival. Real revival. Real revival. Shoot. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Father. Fire. Yeah, fire. Thank you, Father. Fire. 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 Thank you, Father. Just put your hands up. Just put your hands up. Just put your hands up. Just put your hands up, Father. Whoa. Just put your hands up. Whoa. Wow. Oh, boy. Oh. Fire. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Fire. Whoa. Fire. Whoa. 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 Wow. Fire. Whoa. Wow, just take it. Whoa. Fire, just turn around, pass it on. Fire, just pass it back right now. Fire in Jesus' name. Fire. Whoa. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Wow. Yeah, Father, right now. Whoa. You know every hungry heart, you know every sincere heart. Father, I pray right now from the tips of their fingers, Father, that, that, your, that your fire, God, that your fire would fall on surrender right now, Father, in Jesus' name. And God, I thank you that the kingdom doesn't need hype. God, I thank you that it doesn't need the right song playing. We don't need a drum solo. Father, we don't need feathers on surrender right now, Father. I pray that your fire would start to fall. I pray that your, oh my goodness, wow. Wow, there it is, there it is, there it is, there it is. Thank you, Father. Wow, thank you, Father. Wow. Fire. Fire! 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 Wow! Fire! On surrender, Father. Let it fall. Wow! Fire! There it is. Fire! Wow! Fire! Fire! Whoa! Fire! Thank you, Father. Fire. Oh, fire. More. Fire. On surrender. On surrender. Fire. There it is. Fire. Yeah, fire. 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 There it is. On surrender, Father. Fire. Fire, Father. Fire, Father. Fire, Father. Fire, Father, on surrender. <laughs> Clear <her> schedule. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Fire. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, Thank you, Father. 
Don't worry. This is only point two of my sermon. I have three points. More, 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 more. Can you just put some, put some worship on back there? Whoa! 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 It's actually a prophetic word. I hear for you. I don't know. Well, the prophetic word is whoa! <laughs> Whoa, Father. <laughs> Whoa. Thank you, Father. More, 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 more. Turn it up a little bit, please. with our servants. I think he's heard it before. But hunger changes everything. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Father, this is 
shiny gem colors and like this cloud started showing up for several several months Seth Dahl who is actually here part of our team he was preaching on a Friday night the first time it it showed up but it came for several months several months and it would come at I don't know if it was random it wasn't random to God but it would show up worship and this cloud would show up and there was all kinds of speculation people said all kinds of things that uh, you know they put they put glitter in the the air ducts and all kinds of crazy nonsense but here's what I could tell you being in the room being in the room that what was wild to me wasn't as much how it came because it would just come out of thin air. It, it wasn't like it fell from the ceiling. It would just appear about halfway up in the room, and it would just materialize out of nothing, and then it would just grow bigger and bigger and bigger, and it would be swirling and dancing around and all this. But what was crazy to me is not how it appeared, but how it disappeared. Because it disappeared the same way it appeared. And it would like implode it would suck in on itself and disappear now I don't know how you do that with air ducts and then it would show up somewhere else in the room but I say all that because I remember probably the night that it manifested most significantly and it was a service like this and and it came at the end of worship, and as you can imagine, the night just kind of like, order just kind of went out, and people were just in awe of this cloud, this experience that was happening in the room, and, you know, Bill was scheduled to preach, and he didn't for a long time, but finally, he got up at one point, and this is all he said. He said, what if this, can you turn it down a little bit now, the music? He said, what if this represents a shift that the church stops gathering around the sermon and starts gathering around the presence. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. So th if this is unusual to you, <clears throat> we're just trying to follow the cloud. Our goal is to do what he's doing. And when you get out of the way, God can make a way. God can do things that you wouldn't be able to do in your own ability. Last week during worship, Renee, my wife, heard, heard uh, hooves. She heard um, sheep basically coming into the kingdom during worship. And she said, I, I feel this. Should, should I release? I said, yes, get up there and release it. And she gave a word. And last week, <clears throat> three or four individuals gave their heart to Jesus in, the, in response to that. One of them, it turns out, uh, uh, non-believers, not rededications, new, giving their heart to Jesus. One of them, God just pulled out of a, a, a severely um, abusive situation and rescued into the kingdom. Come on, when we get out of the way, you never know what's going to happen. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I might just, I had a different title for this message. Just stay on the floor, do it, just, but I'm just going to go on like this is normal. The, I had a different title for this sermon, but I might just need to call it the, the wave that can't be ridden. Thank you, Jesus. I, uh, I, this, this story that I'm about to tell, I had it, I had it lower down in the, in the, in the notes and the message, but I just think it applies right now. And listen, if you're, if you're new visiting, we've had, uh, well, welcome. Just in the last, just in the last few months, <clears throat> listen, <laughs> it only seems crazy until something happens. Yeah, come on. It only seems crazy until you hear the person's story who just got born again, rescued out of abuse. It only seems crazy until the person who was deaf for decades can now hear which just happened three weeks ago. It only sounds crazy until someone who's had medically, me, me, metal medically inserted into their body has the metal disappear. Yeah. It only sounds crazy until someone uh, who brings their mother on a walker with metal and restricted movement and pain and the power and presence and love of God hits her and she's bending over backwards under the anointing leaves completely healed, it's only crazy until something happens, until God puts his stamp on it and says, when you get out of the way is when I will make a way, because God is better at his job than we are at ours. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> It's only crazy the person at the front who's who's wailing and wailing and 
You're like, is that God? Is that not God? I don't know. It's only crazy until you hear their story and you realize that in that moment, God was pulling out decades of addiction and completely setting them free. Sometimes we have to choose. Do we want freedom or do we want our box? The way I wanted to say it is, do we want freedom or do we want order? (laughs) That's the way I wanted to say it. But listen, the kingdom isn't without order, but the problem is his version of order is really different than ours. What makes us nervous doesn't make him nervous. Because he's the king of everything. He created it all. So here's a story for you. Several years ago, I was in Australia, and I was doing a a healing school, teaching a bunch of people um, on healing. So it was uh, people registered for this, and they came. It was a a two-day event, and I believe, if I remember right, it was five sessions. So I was teaching session after session over two days, and, uh, and people paid for this, they signed up, and people who really wanted training, and we were going deep into, you know, uh, ministry of healing and all this stuff, and it was, I mean, it's great, I love to do that stuff, but I'm, I'm here, and I'm in Australia, and uh, at this, this uh, great church, friend of ours, all these, there's probably, I don't remember, uh, a few hundred people in the room, called 300 people in the room, and just teaching the only problem is that I'm teaching all these people, and it's a school. It's not even a regular conference. Like, they're there for training, and people got notes out, and which I always laugh when people get notes out when I'm talking. But they're like, <laughs> they got notebooks, right? And, uh, but the, the only problem was that there was a lady over here sitting about here on the front row that every time I would make even close to a good point, she would have the most ex- extravagant reactions. Like, everyone else is sitting down, and she's standing up, that's my Jesus! I love Jesus! And then five minutes later, she's laughing hysterically, and everyone else is trying to take notes. The next moment, she's in the fetal position, in her chair on the front row, crying. Then she's on her knees, oh, I'm so in love with Jesus! And she's like, and she's the only one. It's not like tonight, where it's like all over the place. No, she's the only one in the room going nuts, and this is session one of five. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, people are looking, they're like, she's crazy, she's in the fetal position, then she's on the floor, then she's standing up, and she's screaming. I'm like, what? This is crazy, what's going on here? And, and so I, I, I uh, position in my heart, I'm just going to nicely, gently, because you never know what God's doing. Amen? Can I say that again? You never know what God is doing. So I wasn't going to like harshly shut her down, but I was just going to try and maybe redirect and just be like, hey, I love that God's touching you, but other people are trying to hear. I was something of that nature. And I took one step that direction, and God said, don't touch it. (laughs) Clear, clear as anything. God said, don't touch it. I went, okay. And so I didn't touch it for five sessions of, that's my Jesus, I love Jesus, on 
her knees, crying, laughing on the floor in the fetal position over and over and over and over again. Five sessions. I'm like, God, can I touch it now? And God said, don't touch it. Fine, okay. It goes like, and it doesn't stop, and it doesn't get lighter. It just continues like that. Two days, five sessions, over and over and over again. And finally at the end, it's all done. The whole thing's over, and I'm back in the green room with the people that, you know, hosting it and all that thing. And, and uh, I don't know if I said something now or they said something first, but that lady came up. And I was like, yeah, that lady. And they're like, oh, yeah, that lady. Isn't that awesome? Like I knew something that they knew, but I didn't know. Like something that someone probably should have told me. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're like, oh, you, had, you didn't hear her testimony? I'm like, no. They're like, oh, that lady, she's been saved for three months. She just had the most radical encounter with Jesus. She, this was in Melbourne, Australia. She was property of, of an organized crime family. Bought, purchased property, prostitution, drug addiction, property, and her life was so broken. And she was in so much pain and so lost that she started crying out, God, if you're real, if you're real, if you'll touch me, if you'll rescue me, I'll give you my whole life and I'll serve you with everything. She's crying, this is what happens. She's crying this out in her heart as she walks into her kitchen one day and Jesus is sitting on the counter. I don't mean she had a vision. She wouldn't even know what a vision is. I mean, Jesus was sitting on the counter, radiant light. And she said, when they started telling me, I said, wow, go get her. I need to hear this. <laughs> and she said, he was so radiant, beautiful, that she had to crouch down and get on her knees. But it's something inside of her. She doesn't know the Bible, but he's in robes. And something inside of her is like, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. But she had to crawl through the radiant glory. Crawled out under, got down and crawled to the kitchen counter, touched the hem of his garment, got there, touched it, poof, went out. Woke up the next day on her kitchen floor. Completely delivered of decades of drug addiction. physically, sexually, emotionally healed, and on fire for Jesus. So on fire that she went to the, the drug, her captors, essentially, and preached the reality of what just happened to her with the, so much fire and conviction, she said, you will let me go, and they did. Like the fire of God was on her, and they let her walk out the door. Not only that, the fire was so on her that for that whole three months, she goes back into their headquarters, quote-unquote, and is preaching the gospel to them, and her previous captors, one at a time, two at a time, are getting born again. Now, come on. That's a radical encounter. 
and, and listen, and once you know the story, you're like, oh yeah, come on, that's my Jesus too. Oh, come on, come on, get in the fetal position and cry, get on your knees, laugh, clap, scream, cry. What, listen, honey, whatever you need to do, you do it. I, I love what's happening in you. But that's after you hear the story. That's after you hear this story. Before the story, it's like, is this lady crazy? Or is it me? One of us feels crazy. Huh. But sometimes Jesus wants us not to touch it. That didn't go over well. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes Jesus wants us not to touch it. Sometimes the call of God is to not touch it. Listen, we're in, the, we're in a running culture. We're going after revival. We're getting activated. We're getting filled up. We're getting bold. Oh, my goodness. How many people love Ben Waite's message last week? Kicking, kicking fear in the face. <laughs> We're getting activated. We're, we're, we're going after God. We're running. But guess what? Like Our job isn't just to run. Our job is to be in pace with Jesus. Our job is to be in step with Jesus. Our job is to go where he's going, to do what he's doing, and to say what he's saying. Oh, come on. We just need to give Jesus a praise right now. Like, just... Take a moment and give Jesus praise. Oh, we, need to, we need to go where he's going, to be in step with him. Thank you, Jesus. You know, that, that to walk in step with Jesus to be in rhythm. This, uh, I'm, I'm talking about this balance of, yes, we're learning how to run. And I'm so proud of this, this group of people, this church, this body right here, people taking risks every week and going out. I, I can't even, I lost track of how many people out in the streets have gotten born again in the last three months. Dozens and dozens and dozens. People just going for it. People praying for waitresses and leaving prophetic words and laying hands on people in the grocery store. And you name it. People going for it. We're, we're learning to run. <laughs> but listen, most of the church is learning, like learning to run. Like, oh, it's okay to take risks. It's okay to listen and hear God's voice. But, but part of this, this, part of growing with God is not just learning how to run, but also learning how to stop. To run when it's time to run and stop when it's time to stop. How do we know which one? Because we do what he's doing. Sometimes stopping is as obedient as going. Sometimes waiting is as powerful as running. 
And sometimes patience is as much a part of God's nature as advancing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. God wants us to be to be in step. That God's inviting us. Oh, oh, worship was amazing tonight, and I've been I've been saying it. I love the the picture for me of worship is Jesus taking us by the hand and leading us onto the dance floor. I haven't taught it for a while, but, uh, but you know, worship, worship is, definitely isn't observation. It's not a spectator activity. That silence tells me you're thinking about it. <laughs> Listen, worship is not a spectator activity. Like, worship is meant to be an encounter, an engagement, an interaction. It, worship is Jesus taking us by the hand, us putting our hand in his hand, and he pulls us onto the dance floor. But guess who leads once we're on the dance floor? Not us, Jesus. So we have to follow him in surrender. Oh, God, I give it all to you, and I follow you. You know, just doing the right steps still isn't the right thing if it's not in the right pace. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You ever see two people trying to slow dance but at different rhythms? It's a train wreck. (laughs) But Jesus is leading and he's setting the pace. Thank you, Jesus. There's a, there's a wave. There's a wave coming that can't be ridden. It can sweep us up and take us along, but we can't control it. And we're not in control of its function, of its speed, of its size, of its destination. We just get to go along for the ride. We get to be swept up. And I, I've, I've, I've shared this many times, but, but Ezekiel 47, the river that flows from east, from the temple out east, that where this river goes, every living thing lives. What is the river? It's the presence of God. It's the same river. It's, it's in Revelations 22, it's the river of life, clear as crystal, that proceeds from the throne down the center of the street. It's the same river. Where it goes, every living thing shall live. And on either side of his banks, trees spring up that bear fruit in every season. And the leaves are for the healing of the nations. But listen, Ezekiel is, is the angel brings him through the, the river, ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep. But he keeps repeating until... It says something unique. Until it got to the place where it was so deep he had to swim. What is that moment? That's the moment that you let go of control. Because every other time, his feet were still planted in the mud. He had resistance. He had some level of resistance to the flow of the river. 
Oh, I thought that was a good point. <laughs> Until mission accomplished when he got so deep he had to swim. At that point, you got to lift your feet and go with the current. If you get, <laughs> I don't know if I can. <clears throat> oh, if you got a Bible, open it to Second Samuel chapter six. One of my, one of my <clears throat> favorite things to say is. Our job is to recognize who God is. Invite him to come and get out of the way. Powerful things happen. I shared a, I shared a story a couple weeks ago, I don't know, six, eight weeks ago, uh, from, from the, our, my time in the healing rooms back in Reading, where God healed that lady, and you'll remember because it was the week that... Um, uh, the young lady came up on stage, God healed her shoulders off of this testimony that I'm about to share, and then six other people in the room, their shoulders got healed, just as a ricochet off of her testimony. And, uh, but the, the story was just quickly, the lady came in, we didn't even look at what was on her paper, because we're like, you know what, let's just trust God. That's a good place to start. Let's just trust God, see what Holy Spirit does before we even look at the information, before we put our feet in the soot, before we lean on our ununderstanding. Let's just float and see what happens. You didn't get it. That's okay. And uh, so we're just like, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? My, I'm looking at this lady. My feet start tingling. My ankles specifically start tingling. They go cold and start tingling. I'm like... What happened there? And she says, oh, I said, my, 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 I'm standing right in front of her. My ankles are tingling. I said, my ankles are tingling. Does that mean something to you? She says, yes, my ankles were crushed in the accident. Now, I don't know what's on the paper. I don't know she's in an accident. And uh, she had one uh, foot that was almost completely severed off, come to find out later, and they had to fuse it back on. So she's got a fake ankle joint that doesn't move. And she's like, my ankles were crushed. And as she's saying that, my pelvis starts tingling. I was like, did something happen to your pelvis? She's like, yes, that was crushed in the accident too. Then my shoulders. And she's like, um, I said, did that, 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 uh, something happen to your shoulders? She said, yes, I, my shoulders are crushed. And I haven't been able to lift my arms above my head in six years. But the point uh, <clears throat> I got ahead of myself was as we're waiting on the presence, we could feel the presence of God come. As I'm just looking at this lady, we're saying, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? The presence comes, she starts to sway. And the two other prayer servants with me, out of, out of good training, they put, they put her, their hands on her, her shoulders, on her back, to support her, just in case. But again, Holy Spirit was said, don't touch her. Because God was doing something. Sometimes our job is to learn how to get out of the way. Sometimes our job is to learn how to put our hands on Sometimes our job is to learn how to, when to take our hands off. And, and so I said, oh, don't, don't touch her. God's doing something. And then the tingling started happening. So I was telling you the an uh, ankles and the hips. And the, 
And I said, so no, we hadn't touched her yet. All I did was feel tingling in my body, and she said, yep, everywhere here's sin. That's somewhere that's crushed. I said, do me a favor. Walk to the wall down there and come back. Why? No particular reason, other than sometimes we need to step into the miracle that God's doing. That's the extent of the ministry she received. She walked to the wall. She turned around to walk back. She's got tears running down her face. Now she comes back and she says, look at my ankle, the one that was fused. Look at my ankle. I can move my ankle. And, and in natural response, in praise, she lifts her hands. Thank you, Jesus. And goes, oh, my goodness, I can lift my hands. God. Yes. <laughs> The point was, the point was, sometimes we have to take our hands off. Thank you, Jesus. If we want a move of God, we need to learn how to not interrupt the moving. Thank you, Jesus. You can't ask for a flood if you want everything to stay in its place. Listen, 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 we have all these, we have all these, we have all these, these sayings, these prayers, these scriptures, we, we sing these songs, listen, we, we want the flood of God, we want the rain, come like a mighty wind, we want all these, bring your fire God, we want all these things, but you can't ask for a flood if you want everything to stay in its place. You can't have a mighty rushing wind without things being blown about. You can't have a rending without things tearing. You can't have the rain and stay dry at the same time. Unless you have an artificial protective layer. You can't have fire without dry things burning. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, man. Thank you, Jesus. Second Samuel chapter 6, are you still there? Oh, thank you, Father. I'm not, I'm not going to touch it. Ha, 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 
from the Philistines have been captured. Uh, they defeated the Philistines. They're taking the Ark of the Covenant back. King David is transporting the Ark uh, into Jerusalem. They build a, a brand new cart to carry the ark on, which actually isn't how you're, uh, by God's uh, instruction, isn't how you're supposed to carry the ark. You're supposed to carry it with the poles and the Levites. And the, but they built this brand new cart, and they put the ark on the cart, and they're transporting the ark. It's being, the cart is being pulled by oxen. They're transporting it to Jerusalem. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Verse 6, 2 Samuel 6, we'll jump in at verse 6. And when they came to, uh, how do you say that? (laughs) Nakon's threshing floor, Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it, for the oxen stumbled. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error, and he died there by the ark of God. That's such an intense story. I feel so bad for this guy. Did anyone else feel bad for him? Like, no, no. Okay. I'm like, the guy died for doing what anyone else would do, right? Like, like the ark, he's on the car. It's the ark of God. And the oxen stumble. You're like, oh, no. You're like, go to support it. And he just, bam, he dies. God kills him. But there's always, there's always a principle and what God does. There's always, a, there's always a message. And first of all, I already hit on it. That wasn't how the ark was supposed to be, to be transported. So there's obviously the message of, of reverence that's important in this story. And uh, you probably have heard that, that preached uh, many times. But there's some other key things in here that I just want to highlight real quick. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably go too fast to do it justice. But, but Uzzah means, literally means strength. And Uzzah, and if, if it was Uzziah, it would mean strength of God. But it's short, and it just means strength, like our own strength, our own ability. The, the name of the, of the threshing floor, Nakon, means uh, preparation, or ready, or sure, like you're sure in your preparations. And this, this event happened at the point where they got to the threshing floor. Now, when I read it this time, God highlighted something unique to me. And it says in here, <clears throat> And Uzzah put out his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it for the, for, listen, for the oxen stumbled. Now, really, when you, when you study this out, there, there's debate on how it should be translated. And some translations, especially the older ones, uh, you know, say that the, the, the cart uh, stumbled or was unsteady or almost got turned over. But, but the newer translations pretty much all translated the oxen stumble. And so, but if you read it that way, they're going along and he's there next to the ark. And it says that the oxen stumbled. It doesn't say that the cart was shaken. It says that the oxen stumble. And what God actually highlighted to me is that he put his hand out in fear and response to something he thought might happen. <laughs> because the, the ark is on a cart, and yes, the oxen are connected, the yoke, and they're up there. But you can imagine oxen going, and the oxen stumbles. 
but it doesn't necessarily have to disrupt the cart. But because of his own preparation, because of his own preparation and his own strength, his own ability, I know how to handle this. He looked at something and, and, uh, and out of reaction went, oh, I know what that is going to mean. So I'm going to take charge of this situation. The next verse, verse, verse 7, then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah, and God struck him there for his error. That's what New King James says. Many of the verses say, and he died there by the ark of God. But that word error can actually be translated because uh, can be translated hastiness or rashness. Uzzah died because he was too hasty to put his hands on what God said don't touch. Wow. And one of the keys for revival is, yes, to learn how to put our hands on. God says lay hands on the sick. God says be bold, take risks, step out, do all these things. But part of revival is also learning how to take our hands off. When God, when God starts moving, are we going to let him move? Or is the shaking going to make us nervous? Oh, man, how many? Oh. I don't know. I don't know. Is the shaking going to make us nervous? And we got to put our hands on, our strength, our ability, our preparation. You know that this happened at the threshing floor. When they came to the threshing floor, the threshing floor of pe preparation in their own strength. Threshing floor is where the grain and the straw are separated. That's, that signifies a place of decision. He came to the point where he decided to lead on his own strength because he got nervous. Whoa. But when God starts moving, can we let him move? When the wind starts blowing, can we let it blow? When the rain starts falling... Are we going to dance in it, or are we going to get our raincoats? Uh, because there's something beautiful in rhythm. <clears throat> Last week, uh, uh, two weeks ago, I preached on uh, something. The power, the power, the power. I told you. It's, it's very hazy up here. The power of contentment. <clears throat> And this week, as a follow-up, was going to be the power of pace, being in step with God, going when he says go and stopping when he says stop. But listen, if he's leading the dance, in, on the dance floor, one person leads and the other follows. We're the one following. We're the bride, not the groom. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> and when we're in rhythm and we're in pace, 
It's a beautiful thing. And power and transformation can be released. God is the God of peace. Amen? Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace, which means by his nature he's not nervous. <laughs> oh no, people are laughing in church. Jesus is not nervous. Oh no, people fell down. What are we going to do? Let's prop them up. Let's duct tape them in their chair. Let's do something. Let's restore order for God. Children are prophesying. Is this okay? A six-year-old just gave me a word that blew my mind. I don't know what to do with this. Just swim. If, if it makes you nervous, then you're missing how good your father is. Because surrender only becomes an issue when we don't fully trust the one we're surrendering to. I love my wife, and my wife said, hey, I got a surprise for you outside. Put this blindfold on. I'd be like, awesome. I'm excited. Wonder what she's got for me. I'm not thinking she's gonna run me into the wall and bloody my lip and <laughs> trick me and trip me and <laughs> but when God says follow me, I'm going to end here, but if, if, if this level of surrender makes you nervous, it's because we're missing how good the Father is. He only has good things for you. He's a good Father in a good mood who loves his children with an unending love. And we can put our hand in his hand and step onto the dance floor with him. And we can let him lead. Whether it's, whether it's a fast dance or a slow dance or in between. If he wants to twirl us or dip us or throw us. <laughs> oh, waiting, waiting on God. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. You know, in Isaiah 40, verse 31, we all know, I'm just getting it for time. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. How many people love that verse? Love that, love that promise. <clears throat> but did you know that three verses before, it says the Lord, 
does not grow weary and does not faint. So what is the actual promise is those who wait on God. But listen, we're in the new covenant. We're not waiting for something that's going to happen another day. We're not as much waiting on God. We're waiting with God. Those who wait with God or who are in pace with God, if he speeds up, we speed up. If he slows down, we slow down. He goes fast, we go fast. If he stops, we stop. Those who wait with God will renew their strength. Why? Because he's imparting who he is. When you put your hand in his hand, it becomes an umbilical cord of life. Which is where Paul in Philippians 4.30 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, Jesus. We, we need to get comfortable waiting. And uh, the, the message two weeks ago, the power of contentment talked a lot about this. But I want to hit this last point. Is the... <clears throat> Sometimes we need to learn how to savor our moments with God. I'm going back and forth to my notes because I'm so lost. I don't know. <laughs> I found where I need to be. We need to savor our moments with God. Like savor. Like all of the love, all of the compassion just to... To sit and wait in his presence. Not wait for him, wait with him. Yeah. You know, that, that you can wait for someone. Or you can wait like a server, you can wait on someone. Which means you're attentive to all of their needs. Oh, uh, never mind. <clears throat> Right before Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, he says this, Philippians 4, 8, finally, brother, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. How many people know that the Bible also tells us to taste and see that the Lord is good? That, that meditate here, that it actually means like a cow chewing its cud, and a cow will swallow and then regurgitate and chew it again and swallow. It's kind of gross. <laughs> but the point is that it brings it back up again to pull even more uh, nutrients out. Now, what if you have a moment with God that you don't just like, oh, thanks, God, for that moment, and you go on and never think about it? What if you pull that moment up again? And then you pull it up again. And then you pull it up again. Wow. Meditating. That's biblical meditation. But what happens if you take meditation, hear Philippians, and taste and see? The Lord is good. You put those together and you get savor. What if we learn how to linger in our moments with God? People who are in love linger. 
They're not in a hurry. Can get the team up. If you're able to get up. <laughs> Passing off babies and Wow. Thank you, Father. Savor your moments with God because we need to trust how good the Father is so that we can follow as he leads so that when God moves, we can trust enough to take our hands off so that we can see the kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Anybody feel the sweetness of God in here? Maybe we can pull it up again. Just meditate on his goodness. Taste it again. Look at, behold it again. Gaze upon his beauty again. Put our hand in his hand again. Let him pull us onto the dance floor again. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody want to be more... Surrendered to God. Not just, not just in our heads, but in our hearts. Yeah. Anybody want to pull their, their feet out of the, out of the silt, out of the mud? Say, God, you know what? I'm done being in control. I don't want to be hasty. I don't want to put my hands on what you say not to put your hands on. Come on, if you want to savor the goodness of God, Again, in this moment, I just want you to stand to your feet. And we're just going to worship a little bit tonight. <clears throat> and listen, if you got kids you need to pick up, you can go pick your kids up. But I ask that we just kind of let people savor in this place. Just soak and set. Just let, just pull it up again. This, there's a secret in this right here. Just pull it up again. Oh, God. You're so good. You're so wonderful. You're so kind. I want to put my hand in your hand all over again. I want to let you lead. Thank you, Jesus. Sandra, if I can get a couple of prayer servants over here. It's my left, your right. Listen, if there's anyone here that doesn't know Jesus, you can't, you can't put your hand in his hand until you say yes to all that he's done and provided for you, which was to give his life, literally to die on your behalf so that your sins could be forgiven and that you could be reconciled to the Father in this level of trust that we're talking about, this good Father that we're talking about. If there's anyone in the room that doesn't know Jesus but you want to, I just as we go into worship, I just want you to come up and just talk to these people right here in front of these stairs on my left. You're right. We're going to savor Jesus. If you got to go pick up your kids, you could do it. If you want to have conversations, go out in the lobby. But we just want to let the sanctuary, we just want to let it settle and simmer in here. Listen, if you want to come forward, just come. We're just going to 
going to let God move in this place. I'm going to pray for you. If you need to go, you're released to go. In a bit of time, we'll have some prayer team up here to pray for people who came for prayer and need prayer. Father, I just thank you. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Father. Whoa. You're so good. Just come and keep on coming. 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 I feel like I need to do this. This closing. If you are, if you that part of like, you know what? I need to trust. I not. I need to not be hasty to steady the cart. If God says don't touch it, I need to not touch it. I need to trust. If that's you, just put your hand on your heart. And just tell him, Jesus, remove this lack of trust and put in me a new heart of complete trust in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. We're going to worship Jesus. We're going to simmer in his presence, savor his goodness. You want to come to the front and just come. If you need to go, be blessed to go. You got to get your kids, do that, and come back and soak. Let's just worship Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.